Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 366 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Lukas. And uh, he will be visiting us in February. So we're looking forward to it. He is going to try out our St. John's organ with the very hard key action. And he writes now. Hi, you're touching my favorite problem again. I want to share with you my biggest problem with finger work. One, I cannot use someone else's fingerings. It always is uncomfortable for me. I tried and instead of thinking about music, I'm beginning to think about fingers. And this does not lead me anywhere. I know that I make uh, by this my life more difficult in many situations, but I cannot. I think this is a more psychological barrier than physical, uh, because from the youngest uh, I was taught to seek more my own solutions and ways in music than to copy someone else's. Well, sometimes it means that I'm bringing already open doors. Two, I'm often not able to use my own fingerings from the start of work with the music. At the beginning of it, my fingering is often completely different than when I learn more about structure, accents, etc. of the music. Therefore, I never write fingering except the places that absolutely require it. And I still write at most one or two fingers. Why? Because even after learning of the music and playing it in up-tempo, sometimes, to my great irritation, my hands prefer other fingers. I discover that playing slow, I use other fingers than playing fast. Sometimes I have the impression that my hands have too much autonomy. I have written to use third finger, my hand says no, you will be playing it with the second finger. In this situation, I start to wonder why. Sometimes, very rarely, it turns out that in the next measure, moving from another finger gives a more interesting musical clue. But most often, it's a forcing of my hand to make a movement that it does not want at all. And this is the most annoying part of the practice. Merry Christmas and all the best. And of course, see you in February, Lukas. 
So also, what are your experiences with fingering? Do you write it uh, at the beginning of studying your music or later? Do you write it at all or or not? Uh, do you write it sparingly? What's your take on this? Well, now I don't write fingering. Only in very, very few spots. Mm-hmm. Because I don't need it. I have a pretty good notion of it. But I think that is, you know, really, really bad thing if, you know, you have one fingering, fingering written in and you use another fingering. That's, it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. It's better to not have fingering written in than to use a different fingering every time, I guess. Because if you are using, you know, different fingering every time that you play, as Lukas mentioned, it means that something is is not good with it. With the fingering? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I also can share a few things. Uh, uh, like you, I also have much experience with playing the organ and uh, don't need to write in fingering most of the time. Just in a few, maybe, troublesome places, like uh, at Patria Sonata by Kutavichus. To facilitate learning process, I, I wrote fingering in one episode, maybe 10 measures. And since this episode is repeated 13 times, I <laughs> copied this fingering 13 times in the score. Mm-hmm. Just because it makes the work easier. And the time is limited. Interesting. When I learned that piece, I I would just... If you are talking about that episode that repeats itself, Uh I would just, you know, flip all those pages together. Mm -hmm. And I would know how many times I have to repeat that thing. And then I would just turn off all those pages all at once. When you would have just to write your fingering once. That's clever. You are the smarter one in the family, you know. <laughs> thank you. I don't think so, but but still, thank you. It's a nice thing to see. Um, uh, and you know, I say read music in a very slow tempo and uh, produce correct fingering right away. I'm thinking about what's the best way to put my fingers. And pedals, pedaling too, and uh, I record it with my with my phone, put it on YouTube, and then uh, our team of transcribers make it, uh, you know, transcribed uh, scores with fingering and pedaling from this. So I have to be good right away. Uh, it's not easy. It requires lots of work and lots of practice and constant development. But after, you know, they say the first 20 years is difficult. <laughs> Afterwards, it's easy. Sure. Uh, you have to constantly sight read new music. Then it gets easier and fingers somehow become second nature to you. I, I have to say that early fingering is much easier for me than modern fingering somehow what about you well actually it really doesn't matter because I think both are easy for me because 
before playing organ, I played piano for many years, so I don't feel, you know, uncomfortable fingering, you know, romantic or later music. But there are many more options with modern music. Sure, sure. So you just see what works for you. And in general, when you, you know you're fingering uh, romantic and later music, don't try to write finger down right away before even playing a piece. That's what people often do, and I think it's a mistake. You need to, to play it through at least a few times and to see what works and what not. Because if you know if you will finger your score without playing through, then these problems might you know happen that you write in one fingering mm -hmm. and you are using another one. That's how we were taught actually. Our professors uh, in Lithuania at least said uh, practice the piece a few times and get to know it and then write in fingering. Sure, and. In general, I think that you need to be able to play both ways, even without fingers and with fingers. And I can guess why. Because if you, well, remember when we studied with Leopoldus degrees, mm -hmm. he always for, forced us to write every single finger. That's because he did it himself. Yes, for entire life. And after you know, playing with him, for some time, I realized that I cannot play music without fingering written in. Yes, so most of the time, for example, people sight read, and it doesn't have fingers written in. What, 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 what can you do then? And you have I, to, you have to guess. You have to, you know. And I felt, I felt sort of like having a disability. That I'm incapable you know, of doing something, and then I just you know dropped writing down every single finger. What about when you improvise also? Sure. But of course, you know, there is advantage if you have no finger score, because it means that you save time, you save trouble in no fingering yourself, and if you will go back to the same piece after many years, it will be easier for you to, to recollect it and, you know, to, to play it. I guess um, it depends on the goals of each individual person, right? If if we want to learn the piece inside out and um, come back to it after a decade or so and still uh, be able to play it more or less in a slow tempo, of course, then writing and fingering is a good idea. But then the amount of music that you're going to learn in your life is greatly diminished, uh, is greatly limited, actually, because it's a slow process. You have to write in every finger or most of the fingers in every score. Obviously, it slows down your practice. Mm, so, so then you will not be able to sight read as much music, right? So it depends what you want from life, from, from your True. organ playing activities. But definitely that, you know, if you are in the learning process and you are beginner or intermediate level, still, you know, the fingering is very important. Mm -hmm. Having great foundation is crucial. Afterwards, you, you have to 
choose for yourself what suits best your needs. And I think especially this is true with Baroque music because very often Baroque music we don't have so much choice, so much right choice as in later music. And I think that it's very you know important to get a good advice and to play you know well edited scores from well edited scores. Yes, guys, we hope this was helpful to you. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow as an organist. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online, where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha, thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video, how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.